Spring deals at Ross will have you saying, it's a yes for me. Say yes to trending looks like tube tops, dad shorts, and mini skirts for less than online, or vintage tees and beach shorts for a weekend getaway. With all the styles to choose from, there's a yes around every corner. Because saving money and looking good is what you do. It's a yes for you and your bank account. Hit up Ross for your certified yes for me moment. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. I want to talk to my single ladies for a second. (laughs) I want to talk to you because I'm curious if you have ever felt uh, unfulfilled in your single life or in the dating uh, culture slash climate that now exists. Uh, I'm curious if you've ever maybe been ghosted or ghosted someone yourself. I see you. Okay. Uh, Maybe you are feeling, I'm just curious if you're feeling a little bit frustrated. Like, are there any good guys out there or Am I ever even going to get married or should I even care about that? And maybe you feel that tension of maybe on one side, there's a part of you that just really wants to get married and that's or find your guy and that's all you care about. And then on the other side, there's this part of you that's like, nope, I'm an independent woman and I'm going to chase my dreams and I don't even care. And it's silly to even care about marriage. Right? I feel like we hear these two conflicting messages a lot and it can feel like we have to pick one camp or the other. And so today I invited my friend Stephanie Wilson on. Stephanie, uh, basically what she does with her life is she helps women with their most important relationships. And you're going to hear from her a little bit more as to how that works. And she's an absolute genius at it. I admire I admire Stephanie so much and absolutely love her. But she's bringing a lot of value to uh, the show today, especially as we move into the holiday season. I feel like there's a lot of that pressure, especially when we see everybody in their cute little family, uh, their family Christmas cards and all the things. I know I've had so many friends just share like, it can be an exciting, awesome time. But if like another holiday comes around and I'm still, my mom's like, did you meet anyone? Are you bringing anyone home for Christmas? And the answer is like, no. Um, then it can be a little disheartening or a little frustrating too. So wherever you are in your single life, whether you are, you know, just owning your independence and totally disinterested in any kind of relationship and you're kind of in that camp, or maybe you're in the camp where you're just miserable and all you really want and all you can focus on is the idea of meeting your forever. This episode is going to bless your life. Okay. It's going to be so challenging, so full of practical wisdom, so many ideas like just I don't even know if ideas is the right word like steps and tools and uh, mindset shifts to make and ways to really thrive in your either single life or as you are in kind of the dating pool maybe you are in a relationship but you're not necessarily uh, you know engaged or married or maybe you're kind of doing the dating thing but not feeling like you're having a whole lot of luck and kind of striking out. And the second you thought something was supposed to work out or going to be your your forever it just crumbled. If any of this resonates with you press play, sit in your car, you know, stay at the gym, do whatever you're doing for the next like 40 minutes. This episode's going to really bless you. I can't wait to introduce you to my friend, Stephanie Wilson. Let's do this. You're listening to She with Jordan Lee Dooley, a personal development podcast for the everyday woman. Come invited, leave ignited. Here's your host, Jordan Lee Dooley.
Hey friends, I am so excited to have my good friend Stephanie Mae Wilson on the line and we are going to talk all things singleness and thriving in our dating lives and pretty much everything in between. Steph, welcome to the show. I am so thrilled to have you for the second time. You are back on the show. <laughs> oh, Jordan, thank you for having me. Oh gosh, what an honor. I love the work that you're doing and I love this podcast. And every time I've gotten to connect with one of your listeners or readers, I got to meet one of them this weekend, actually. They're just the best. So hi, you guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> <laughs> they are the best. I do love this community so much, but we are excited to hear from you. And I know this is a topic that I get asked about all the time, and I just knew that we needed to talk to you about about it because you really have been described as the go-to guide for women as they navigate their most important relationships. And I've heard you say that our relationships are the key to being able to make a real difference in the world. Can you expand on that and just kind of share a little bit why that is? Yeah. Okay. So, well, for those of you who don't know me, you know, my name is Stephanie Mae Wilson. And really that is my thing is helping women thrive in their most important relationships. And so the relationships I talk about in my community are um, our romantic relationships, our friendships, our relationships with God and our relationships with ourselves. Um, And, you know, the reason that this is so important to me is because I've seen that when our relationships are in a good place, that is when everything changes. And I know that I've seen this play out in my own life. And I bet you guys have too you know, when our relationships aren't in a good place, when we don't feel secure or seen or loved, that's when we start to hide. We strive, we put up walls, we put on masks. And in the process, we really lose who we were created to be. And we also lose so much of our joy. You know, one of my my favorite examples of this, or just a super clear example of this to me is if you're in a really toxic romantic relationship, or if you're going through a breakup and that day you have to walk into a job interview, or you're, you're going to speak somewhere or you're going to go do some sort of um, ministry, like how you're going to choke. We're all going to choke. You know, it is so hard to show up as our best selves when parts of our lives are falling apart and our relationships are just so important to us that they bleed into, into every part of our lives. And, but they, but they bleed into every part of our lives in a good way too, because when our relationships are in a good place, it really does change everything. I think something unlocks within us. It allows us to show up as our best selves, as women who are brave and beautiful and strong and smart and totally, totally loved. We get to be the women we've always hoped we could be and make a difference in a world. It, it make the difference in the world that, that we were created to make. And we also get to have a life that's not only fulfilling, but so much fun. And so I feel like, um, you know, I had this, this moment, I was speaking at an event and right before I got on stage, um, this mentor of mine gave me a big hug and prayed for me and said, you can do this. And I got up on stage and like nailed it. And it's, it's, we're able to just show up so much differently in our work specifically when we have people in our corner loving us and cheering us on and when we love us and when we know how much God loves us. So anyway, that's mm. my mission is just to help women have the happiest, healthiest relationships in all part of their lives um, so that they can feel the fullness of that joy and that connection, but also so we can be the women we want to be and live the lives we want to live and make the impact that we know we can make. Hmm. So true. It's so true. I feel like that's one of those things that we uh, can forget a lot, the importance of 
the health of our relationships. We talk about taking care of our body and self-care and all of these things we hear everywhere on the internet, you know, and we talk a lot about, you know, hustle and working hard and all of that's important to success, but it's going to kind of fall flat if we're not in a good place with those most important relationships in our lives. Because I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but when I am, you know, trying to work toward a goal or going to speak or doing whatever it is that we do um, in our lives to achieve something or to make the impact we were made to have, it's crazy to me how so many things can be going well in that, like I'm on time, which is generally a miracle in and of itself. Um, (laughs) Or, you know, those pieces can be like the logistics can be good or I can be healthy physically. But if there's a relationship in my life where I'm experiencing conflict or strife or negativity, or if there's some sort of like neg, like one little negative voice or one little piece of conflict can totally take over all the good that's actually going around, like going on versus, you know, the, the time is on and, or the timeline is good and my health is fine. And Overall, yes. in many ways, things are good, but that like little negative tension I might have with someone that I care about or that, you know, little scuffle that I had or disagreement that I experienced or even just negative feedback that probably wasn't even meant to be negative can totally take right. over my mind and plague my ability to really show up and do well. And yes. whether that's in a romantic relationship or not. Right. Yes, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's, and I mean, it's with us too. Like if we are, are a toxic relationship in our own life, you know, which I think for so many of us, we found ourselves in that spot. Like when you have someone in your head who's telling you that you are the worst and it's mm-hmm. you, it yeah. is so hard to, mm-hmm. it's, it's so hard to do everything. Like it's so hard to date. It's so hard to um, make new friends. It's so hard to show up in your work. It's, they're all connected. When we don't know that God loves us, it's really hard to believe that someone else could love us. And so mm-hmm. that impacts our relationship or, you know, our romantic relationships. It's just all connected. So but true. because of that, when we really invest in one area of our relationships it like the benefits it's it's really this beautiful ripple effect Mm. into all other parts of our lives so Mm. I love that so okay I've gotten to have very much a front row seat to what you do which is super fun um but I know that you've really made it your mission to help women thrive in their single and dating lives and I know this is kind of the juicy uh part that everybody wants to hear about everybody's been asking more about uh, just input on being single or going through those dating years and or getting ghosted and all the stress that comes with that. And so, um, but I'm curious before we even get too much into that as a woman who's been married for five years, uh, why is this so important to you now? I'm just curious, kind of, why do you feel like this is so important to talk about and to equip women, uh, with tools for? Yeah, absolutely. Well, so, um, you know, one thing is that I, you know, even though I've been married for a couple of years, I remember this season like it was yesterday. Mm. And I think, you know, that's sort of a, I, I think a gift that God has given me, just that like, I will never forget what this is like. Mm. Um, it was a really, really hard time in my life. And it was a really formative time in my life. Um, when I was single, there were so many things that I got wrong or so many things that were just really hard about it. Like moments when I got, you know, rejected or ghosted or mm. watched all my friends get into relationships before me or got my heart broken. Um, it was a really hard season in a lot of ways. Um, it was also really hard because I think that there was a lot of time where I really idolized marriage, thinking that if I could just find a person, if I could just get married, that my life would be what I had always hoped it would be. Mm. Um, and so because I, because I was feeling that way, you know, I'm watching, I'm going through all these hard things in my single life. I'm feeling like they would all go away. If I just could get married, if I could just find my person, um, for a long time, I really hated my singleness. 
I really just hated it. And I felt like it was this season I had to survive. Mm. It, I wanted to just get rid of it as fast as possible. Um, but thankfully, some really wonderful mentors stepped into my life along the way. And they helped me see that singleness is a gift. It's not something to endure. It's a, a time to use and savor and invest in. Mm. Um, and, you know, I don't always take the good advice I'm given, but this time I did. Um, and I really was able to transform that time of uh, of my life when I was single into a time of wild and wonderful growth and a time of investing in myself and in my friendships and in my relationship with God. I really feel like I became the woman I'd always hoped I could be once I started really investing in my life while I was single. And um, I think we'll probably talk about this in a few minutes, but those things that I did, um, really making the most of this time in my life. And that's actually the reason that I was in the right place at the right time to meet my husband, Carl. It's the thing that caught his eye for sure. Mm. The reason he noticed me. And now that we've been married for a couple of years, I'm seeing that those investments that I made in myself when I was single are actually paying off in huge ways in our marriage, that mm. our marriage is so much sweeter today because of all the growth and all of the healing we both did while we were single. Um, and so it's just like, uh, the more I step into marriage, the more I'm like, just so grateful for those investments. And, and as I know that women are navigating this season in their own lives, I'm like, gosh, if we can do this well, if we can live this season, well, the, the payoff is just infinite. And so I want to, you know, I'm so grateful for the mentors who spoke that into my life. And I just, gosh, I want to pay it forward. With two little kids, I do most of my shopping online now, but it can be so hard to shop for things like clothes online because I never know if I'm getting good quality until it arrives. The game changer, upgrading to high quality, affordable pieces from Quince. Now I have luxury essentials that transition from one occasion to the next, and I stayed on budget. Quince has so many options to choose from, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. One of my favorite items from Quince is the silk pajamas I got. They are so high quality, a luxury pajamas, but not at a luxury price tag. And I just feel like they don't even compare to some of the other pajamas that I have bought online or that I've bought um, just at various different stores. And like, these are incredible. <laughs> Indulge in affordable luxury by going to quince.com slash she for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash she to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash she. Thrive Market is a go-to for all your grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories, and you can use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low-sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. And when you shop Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one for one membership matching program. You join and they give. I use Thrive Market every single month. I get our dish detergent, dish soap, and various other just basic household essentials that are low tox and non-tox ingredients. And it is the easiest way to get all of my favorite clean items sent right to my door at an affordable price, I should add. 
Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash she for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash she. Thrivemarket.com slash she. Hey, look at you. Florist by day, student by night, student by day, nurse by night. Since 1998, Penn State World Campus has led the charge in online education, offering access to more than 175 in-demand programs taught by our expert faculty. We offer flexible schedules, scholarships, and tuition plans to help you reach your educational goals online. Penn State World Campus delivers on your time. Click the ad or visit worldcampus.psu.edu to learn more. That's worldcampus.psu.edu to learn more. Okay, I agree 1000%. And I am so glad that you're speaking into this because and I, I want to talk about like, I feel like you and I both in some ways in our own like little lanes. Uh, we've talked about this off of air, but we will kind of share it here. Um, I feel like we've both kind of found this calling, if you will, to embrace this tension of the middle ground. Um, because I feel like, meaning I feel like there's these two opposing messages that sometimes get talked about in these different areas. So especially when it comes to marriage and single life and dating and these things, I feel like on the one hand, the world's like, you don't need a man, you don't need a relationship, you do you. And in many ways, it's like, yes, like embrace this time. But let's have a healthy perspective on it so that we're open hearted to if the right person comes across our path. Right. We don't want to be like closed off. But then on the flip side, I think sometimes a lot of the time in church, we talk about singleness and marriage and, you know, we can feel like we tend to swing in two equally destructive directions where it's like, okay, well, if you don't, you know, get married and have kids by this time in your life, like something's wrong. Right. Like there's these two opposing kind of extremes that I think exist in the world, at least that I've observed. And I think a lot of women feel that tension. And so can you maybe expand on those? I don't know if I'm describing them super well, but can you expand on those kind of two equally destructive directions and then this uh, really beautiful middle ground that I feel like you are, uh, that you've identified and that you're kind of standing in for the sake of women? And can we just explore that? Because I think it's really important to talk about. Yes. Oh, gosh. I'm so glad you mentioned this. You know, you're exactly right. One of the things that we do when it comes to marriage is we idolize it. And, mm-hmm. and, I think that, you know, there's so many messages going around in culture and Mm -hmm. a lot of them are coming from our our churches, unfortunately, just because like, we don't know how to talk about this. And, Mm -hmm. and, you know, that's, there are a lot of things that are hard to talk about and we don't always get it right, but this is an area where I feel like we've kind of been getting it wrong and it's, it's doing some damage. So we idolize marriage. We make it seem like, you know, you are, you've made it in life when you're married, you are a fully like full-fledged adults only once you get married you <laughs> are now a grown a up good, welcome to the family yeah, yeah it's like you are a, you are a good christian like god mm. gives husbands to good christians or mm. like this is your goal in life and i think that some really hard things can come like some really some major damage can come from that mm. um because you know first of all that's crazy to to the amount of pressure that we put on marriage is crazy mm. um the fact that the only time we really like you only get, hang on, let me back up a little bit. Um, okay. So we idolize it. Hang on. I got lost in my notes. I have notes. No, you're good. Well, Um, I just, just for reference, like I was talking about, like, tell us about the two opposing directions. So like the extreme that's in the church where marriage is an idol and then kind of the opposite where marriage is almost like seen as a hindrance or a burden or whatever that other direction is basically just. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 
Okay. Okay. I got it. So the first way that we swing is just like you said, we idolize it. We make it so that marriage is like the end all be all goal of our lives, which makes it so that as single women in the church, especially we feel really left out. Like there are not, um, we throw enormous parties for people when they get married. We don't have the same kind of celebration for women when, or for anybody when they're single. Um, you know, we, a lot of times in church, there isn't, um, like a small group for, for single people. It's like either, young adults or married couples. And it's just, there's sort of this gap. And so I think that when we idolize marriage, we make people feel really left out and really less than when they are not less than. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the things that I think can happen when we put this kind of pressure on it, um, is that sometimes people rush into marriage. Um, I had a pastor tell me one time, which I love this advice. He said, being married and wanting to be single is way worse than being single and wanting to be married. This is marriage is not something we want to rush into with anybody. And I think that when we make it seem like this is the goal of your life, we can rush into it. And it's just too big of a deal to rush into that way. Mm. Um, but then on the other hand, you know, I, I posted something on Instagram about, um, something about just how the season is hard, you know, Mm -hmm. about how like waiting for your person, wanting to connect, you know, wanting to share your life with someone is hard and and that waiting is hard. And I had someone leave a comment that said something like, you shouldn't be worrying about this. Um, And, and from her perspective, she was like, you should just be like focusing on Jesus or something like that. But also, you know, depending on what sphere you're in, you know, people are like, yeah, you don't need a man or you should just be focusing on this. Or it's, Mm -hmm. it's crazy for you to care this much about that Mm. but that's also really damaging because Mm. this is an important part of our lives and it's allowed to be this Mm. is allowed to be something we think about and pray about it's not silly it's important Mm. um god created us to connect to each other and marriage was his idea and it is not weak or silly or um you're not a bad christian for wanting this those all those messages just are are crazy um this is something that we're allowed to think about and it's something we're allowed to prepare for. Um, and it's something really we should be preparing for. We should be thinking about it because if we're not preparing for it, we won't be ready for it when the time comes. And if we're not thinking about it, we won't be able to make a good decision about who to spend our lives with. Um, and that's a decision we want to get right. And so swinging to both directions, either you should want this over everything in the world. That's really crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, And also thinking, you know, it's silly for you to want this. That's also crazy. There's just this middle ground. Um, And that's really what I've gotten to find in in my work and in my own life is just there's a spot where we are allowed to want to share our lives with someone and where we're allowed to care about that and um, where we're allowed to hope for that for our future. And then there's also, you know, the reality of we're not there yet. Like that's in the future and, and allowing ourselves to really be present in the present and make the most of this season, not only so that we don't miss a really wonderful, precious season of our lives, but also so that we're actually ready for marriage when the time comes, we've actually grown into the woman we want to be when our future husband walks into our lives. Um, and I think that that's the middle ground. It's, it's, um, hoping for the future, but living in the present. Hmm, that's a really good way to put it. <laughs> I love that. Um, and I and I love that you have this approach. And I think this is where I feel like sometimes the message of embracing your single life can lack something where, where I love this, but I think sometimes what I've identified and I've had many women share with me is sometimes they feel like, 
okay, now I've met someone who could be a good candidate or someone that I'm interested in, but now I'm afraid to commit because I don't want to give up my freedoms, right? Or I don't want to, um, you know, I don't want to make the wrong choice, right? So there's almost sometimes I think a fear that can come with commitment when we, like you said, when when we lean too closely into the extreme of one message or the other, um, I think there can be a pressure in both regards. And that pressure can create this fear of making the wrong decision, the fear of commitment and realizing that there is no such thing as the perfect person. And so there also is this element of like, what do you value? And family is important. And if you have someone that's a good candidate, let's not like just run away from it because now we're afraid to make the wrong decision or not have the perfect marriage if we're, you know, if we're idolizing marriage. And on the flip side, you know, if we're, if we're kind of idolizing the freedom and the, and the never having to settle down or the only focusing on Jesus or whatever that extreme, whether it's from the church or the world comes from where it almost makes it like, don't even focus on that at all. I think that can also create a pressure because then it's like, well, now I don't, I'm afraid to commit, right? I'm afraid to uh, try this. I'm afraid to give it a shot. And so it creates fear in many ways, at least from what I understand. And, um, you know, I think this approach that you have of, like you said, I love hoping for the future and being open hearted and open handed and open minded for if that comes across and not being afraid of it, um, but also living in the present so that it doesn't become an idol either is a very uh delicate, I feel like, uh, dance to find that healthy middle ground. But I love that you're equipping women to do that and giving them tools to do that, not just talking about like, yeah, live in the present. It's kind of like, sounds nice. What does that mean? Right. So I love that you are actually equipping them with tools. And so something else I want to kind of dive into in this, uh, on this conversation of investing in the season of your life. Um, I've heard you say that this practice of really investing in your single life uh, has really transformed your marriage as you shared. Can you tell me a little bit more about that and then maybe give one or two maybe tips or stories or ideas as to how someone could start doing that right now? Yes, yes. So I I love that you mentioned this because it really does when we're these two camps pull at us. Um, Like you should like you want to be married. That's that's like silly. You shouldn't care that much about this, you know, on one hand, or like you should only want to be married. This is your goal of your life. Mm-hmm. Um, those two things pull at us really hard. And and so I think that as we're trying to figure out how we live in the middle, we're like, okay, I'm investing in my present, but I'm, I'm loving my single life, but I'm actually preparing for marriage. Like, how do you navigate that? And what I got to learn in my own life and in my own story and through getting to walk like thousands of women through this, is it actually, you can kill two birds with one stone. Um, and no birds have been harmed in the making of this analogy. <laughs> um, but really, like one contributes to the other. So we're wanting to live in the present, but we're also wanting to prepare for the future. And what I got to see in my own life is that by living in the present and by savoring the present and by investing in my life in the present, that's actually simultaneously preparing me for a really great future. And I love that. I love that those things are one, like you get, you get double bang for your buck by really investing in this season. And so a couple of examples are, you know, one of the things that I think a lot of us would say we want in our future marriage is for it to be a godly one. You know, we want to have like a godly marriage. We want to have our lives be founded on God and have him, you know, woven through it. And we want that to be something that we share with our, our, future husband. But the thing about it is that for a marriage to be a godly one, that doesn't mean that, you know, you walk down the aisle and then all of a sudden you like start to do a devotional together once you're married. (laughs) A godly marriage is when two people who really love Jesus decide to love him together. Hmm. And the beauty of that is that you get to invest in half of that 
like deeply before you even find out who your person is. And, and that's one of the things that I did while I was single was I really invested in my relationship with the Lord and I got to grow so much with him. He got to do so much growing and healing in me. Um, and so then by the time I met my husband, Carl, like we both were people who deeply loved Jesus and who really knew him and we got to do that together. And so this investment in my single life became an investment in my future marriage and it all happened simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is, um, we, I, I've talked to women who were like, you know, I feel like I'll finally feel loved and I'll finally feel good enough when I can just get into a relationship. And one of the things that I got to find out the hard way is that you can be in a great relationship with someone who really loves you and thinks you're great. And you can still be like dying of insecurity. Um, in the relationship I had right before I met my husband, Carl, like the, the previous one, um, that was the story. I really had some deep insecurity that I hadn't worked through. And I had this guy who really liked me and who told me I was great. And, and you would think that that would be enough to make you feel mm-hmm. loved, but it just wasn't. I felt so insecure, even despite his love. And so I got to really find out that another person cannot convince you that you are worthy of love. Like you have to, you have to have a good relationship with yourself. You have to know that God loves you. Another person can't do that for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and a, really that insecurity was a lot of the reason that our relationship ended. It was just really hard on our relationship. And so that was one of the things I really worked on in between that relationship. And when I met my husband, Carl, it was like, who am I? And, and how do I treat myself and what do I believe about myself? And then also do the things I believe about myself match up with what God says about me. Mm. And I really, really worked on that and worked to see myself the way that God sees me and the way he made me. And it's amazing because now that I'm, you know, in, in my marriage, I'm able to really believe that Carl loves me because I feel worthy of love and I'm able to pass that love back. And he is not trying to like fill some deep hole of insecurity in me with his love. We just get to love each other and it's made our marriage so much better. And so those are just two examples, like investing in our, in our relationship with God today, not only will bring so much life that is truly life and joy and color and love to our lives today, but that's also how we get the godly marriage we want in the future. Mm. Investing in our identity and in our relationship with ourselves today will not only make our lives so much easier today and so much better, but also it'll make us so much easier to give and receive love once we get married. And so that's kind of the, that's the middle ground that I really have gotten to see in my own life. And truly the, the really, really, gosh, our marriage has been so much sweeter than I ever could have imagined. And it just wouldn't have been this way if we hadn't done this work. Um, we would be doing some major like foundational reconstruction. <laughs> we would, we would have been yes. over the last five years if we hadn't done it earlier. And of course, there's always, we're always still growing, but I think while we have this season of being single, we have this time with ourselves and with God, if we use it, it's going to pay off. Mm-hmm. It just will. Yeah. I, I think what you hit on there too is so important is that insecurity and that belief that, uh, that will go away once we have a companion to build us up and encourage us and tell us we're awesome and love us and all of these things. And I can 100% echo what you said. It's so, so much a lie. I think that we, that we think someone else, and that's actually a really hard burden to put on someone else. Like, okay, you're my solution to this deep internal problem and void that I'm pretty much experiencing. Um, and, and, and I think that's so key. And I, I actually would probably argue, and maybe you would agree with this, that, 
that insecurity that I think lives in so many women and, and so many of, I mean, you and I both experienced it in our own ways. That itself, I think, is sometimes the culprit or the cause of that fear of commitment or that fear of putting ourselves out there or fear of letting ourselves be loved because we don't actually believe that, like you said, we're worthy of love or that we are loved. And to be honest, you can't really give something that you haven't allowed yourself to receive. And I think that's yes. like, you know, it's kind of that example how you know, we hear it say like, you can't necessarily pour from an empty cup. And I think a lot of us are trying to pour from an empty cup. We're like wanting to feel loved, but we're not actually doing the work and allowing ourselves to be vulnerable enough. Like you shared before God and before those people in our lives to actually receive love because we're almost hiding, like you mentioned earlier in, in our conversation. And yeah. that really creates this barrier to receiving the love that is freely poured out so that we can then have this healthy exchange. Right. And so it really creates yes. this, this problem. And I think that's where so many of us don't even realize and so many women often get so tripped up with like hey this guy's great why can I not like get myself to uh, actually pursue this right or actually maybe step into this or really embrace it or feel grateful for it it's generally maybe and not always obviously there's always different reasons but I think sometimes it can really be that um, that lack of really even feeling worthy of love or allowing ourselves to be loved and when you don't believe that you're loved or you don't embrace that you're loved like you, that you don't have to earn love, you know, uh, that you don't have to look yeah. a certain way to be loved or any of that. Um, I think what can really happen is we really can't give away something that we don't actually allow ourselves to have. And that's so convicting for me to remember because sometimes even now, I mean, I know all the things, I know all the truths, right? But it's so sometimes right. difficult to believe and apply, not just believe, but believe and apply and actually yes. live as such as, as though I believe it. You know what I mean? It's, I mean, no one can love you enough to convince you to convince you you're worthy of it. Hmm. Like no human can love you enough to convince you you're worthy of it. And they're going to try. They're like that wonderful guy. He tried, he really tried, mm -hmm. um, but it didn't work, which was so frustrating for him and so disheartening for me. And so I'm sitting there, he's, you know, pouring love in and I'm, it's just draining right through me and I'm feeling unloved and he's feeling frustrated. And it's just, we couldn't, Mm -hmm. it, it, there just was a hole in me. Mm -hmm. Um, Jordan, you've mentioned a couple of times, like the fear of commitment. And I'm so glad you did because, um, I, you know, this is something that I think so many of us experience this, like, how do I know if this person is right for me? And that's really scary. And one of the things that I think can really help about investing in this season, um, is that we take some of the pressure off of our future person. Like, you know, we've been talking about this. If we believe we're, we're worthy of love, we're not looking to this person to love us enough for both of us. Um, you know, if we are, if we have a really good support system around us, we're not looking to our future husband to be God and our best friends and our family and mm -hmm. our own relationship. With that. Like, you know, he just isn't wearing quite as much pressure. Um, and I think that that pressure, like when we think that a person is going to fulfill every part of us, that makes marriage, I, I don't think that marriage is disappointing at all. I've loved being married. Um, but I have talked to some women who are like, this isn't quite what I thought it was going to be, which is a really sad thing to find out, like, you know, on your wedding day or, you know, on your honeymoon or something mm -hmm. to have it feel disappointing. And I think it only feels disappointing when we've been putting the weight of the world on this person, mm -hmm. when we've been thinking that this person is our cure all. Mm -hmm. um, but also I think that it makes us really afraid of choosing the wrong person when we're thinking of this person as our cure all. Yeah. And so when we can really invest in these other areas of our lives, we're able to just like see more clearly and see this person for who they are mm -hmm. um, and see this relationship for what it's supposed to be. 
it's just, it's not supposed to be our cure-all. It's not supposed to be our one-size-fits-all relationship. Um, and when we have other, other healthy, supportive relationships in our lives, it just makes, it just takes the pressure off. Mm-hmm. And that makes such a difference. Mm-hmm. So true. So true. I love that perspective. And also that is very, very true. So I'm glad that you said that. Um, Okay. So I know that you just came out with a prayer journal to help women pray for their future husbands and really be in that preparation season. And I know that part of your motivation for writing this was the fact that you see women um, being just inundated with bad advice in this area. So can you tell me a little bit more about this journal and kind of why you're excited about it and how it has been such a powerful practice in your faith and in your life? Just Tell us a little bit more about this and why it would be a, a helpful tool. Yes, yes. Okay. So, um, you know, in the work that I do, I have tons of women ask me about praying for their future husbands. And it seems like that's like the only advice that was ever given to us in youth group. Like, pray for your future husband. And you're like, okay. So on one hand, I think that's great advice because as we've been talking about, marriage is a huge deal. This is not something we want to do without God in our corner. Um, but I do think that it's gotten a little bit twisted because sometimes in praying for our future husbands in a way we end up sort of praying to them, or like we've been talking about, we pour all of our hopes and dreams and prayers into this future husband, which puts way too much pressure on them. And it also causes us to miss our lives in the present, which is what gets us ready for that future by the time it comes. And so um, because of this, every time I see this advice or every time I talk to women, I just cringe. Like, why isn't there something better that helps us pray more holistically and actually not only helps us invest in the future, but actually live in the present. So we're ready for the future Mm -hmm. when the time comes. I just couldn't find it. And so I just knew that I had to to make it. And so my prayer journal is called every single moment. Um, and it's a hundred powerful prayers to help you savor the present and prepare for the future. And I really believe it's a life-changing way of praying for your future husband. It's a way of praying for your future that will transform your life today. And, um, I love that because again, it's just, it's this beautiful ripple effect. It's killing two birds with one stone. You get to do both at the same time. Mm. Um, and you know, I pressure off too, which I think is the hugest, the, 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 the differentiator with this, if you yes. will. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, so I, I journaling has been a huge part of my life forever. Um, I think I started my first journal when I was in like sixth grade, I was praying about this boyfriend named Eric with my like <laughs> gel pen. Oh, um, Eric. <laughs> oh, Eric. Um, but then, you know, when I became a Christian, someone told me that you could pray and journal at the same time. And I love that. I have so many prayer journals at this point and I love getting to look back at them because it's you know, day by day, I was capturing the rough draft of the story of my life. Mm. Um, And so prayer journaling has been a really central part of my life and my faith. And I recommend it to everybody. I mean, especially women navigating singleness and dating, because it brings so many feelings with it. Mm. Um, I think, you know, a prayer journal really invites you to peek into your heart and to gather up what you find and to sort through it with God. And I know that as you open up these tender parts of yourself to God, God steps into them and he changes us and heals us and redeems us and transforms us in ways that we can't even imagine. Um, The other thing is that I think that journals are, you know, prayer journals are a really great way to document our story as it's happening. Our lives go by so quickly. And, you know, I don't know about you, Jordan, but like, I can't even remember what I ate for dinner last night, (laughs) let alone (laughs) details of my life that were really important that happened months or years ago. And so I love having this record of what I was doing in the weeks before I met my husband. I love rereading my thoughts and prayers, you know, that I was praying right before our first date. And, um, I love rereading the things I was praying for him and seeing all the ways that God's answered 
those prayers. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in a way, I feel like my prayer journals are just this beautiful first draft of my love story. Mm-hmm. Um, they're this keepsake that documents God's presence and faithfulness in my life. And, um, and so that's really why I wanted to create this journal. Um, I'm so excited about it. And it's truly, it's this tool that I had to sort of cobble together in my own life. This, how do I pray for the future while not missing the present? How do I not put too much pressure on the future, but still prepare for it? And like, what do I do with all this like energy and love and worry and, um, you know, desire that I have swirling around in my heart right now? Like, where do I put it? Um, And my prayer journal is just, this is, this prayer journal is my best answer to that. And Mm. gosh, I wish I would have had it. I <laughs> several it so years much. ago and I am so glad that you created it it's going to be so transformative in so many women's lives and I cannot wait to see that where can a where can somebody who's like okay give me this journal where can they find it um and where can they find you yes um so you can find me on Instagram that's I feel like a great like train depot all my links are there um so I'm at Esme Wilson on Instagram um and you can find it in my shop it's esmaywilsonshop.com um and I'm you know it's it's gorgeous it's hardcover with linen and rose gold foil and really my hope is that it it really is just this keepsake that you treasure for your whole life of um a record of this chapter of your love story and where God showed up in it. Hmm. I love it so much. Well, Steph, thanks for sharing. Thank you for encouraging us in so many ways and bringing such a healthy balance perspective to this very difficult, um, I think topic that we can get stuck in so many times. So I appreciate you. I am cheering for you. I love what you're doing. It's been so fun to just get to be uh, a very, I guess, coming along for the ride and seeing this all unfold from the, from the front row. It's been really fun to work through and uh, can't wait to just see the the fruit that comes from all of the time and energy and blood, sweat and tears that you invested into this journal and to this work. So we are thankful for you. Thank you for being on. You are awesome. I'd love to hear from you. It makes me so happy to see you tuning into this show. So if you're on Instagram, let me know what your favorite part of the show was by taking a screenshot of the episode you've tuned into and share it on your story. Tag me at Jordan Lee Dooley and tell me what your favorite quote or takeaway from today's show was so that I can see what's helping you and even feature what you share. This keeps me inspired and encouraged to keep creating new content and it's a great way to share something that your friends might love too. I can't wait to see you in Instagram world, my friend. Thanks for tuning in. To learn more about the She Podcast or to get involved in Jordan's growing community, visit jordanleedooley.com. Thanks for joining in today. Until next time, remain committed to intentional choices that refine your heart, faith, health, and work because your story is much too important to settle for anything less. At Capella University, you'll get support from people who care about your success. From before you enroll to after you graduate, pursue your goals knowing help is available when you need it. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.